Today, we are going to be discussing the SEC. Specifically, uh, they're uh, going after the CISO for SolarWinds, who is potentially in quite a significant amount of trouble um, in the form of a court case and various fines and all kinds of things. And this has set the world of InfoSec somewhat alight, especially in the States. Uh, and I think it's rubbed a few people up kind of over here in the UK and in the EU because we've got Dora coming short, well, in a, into early 2025, where it looks like it's going to be a kind of similar thing, or it could go down a similar route. Uh, it still hasn't been defined quite what, what what's going to happen with that. Uh, although the fines are quite extensive for organizations, there is potentially going to be pushback on individuals within the C-suite as well. And bearing in mind CISOs are now fast becoming a signature part of the C-suite, I think it's something that we do kind of need to really discuss in this highly professional segment. Welcome to the RazorWire podcast, where we discuss all things in the information security and cybersecurity world. From current events and trends, through to commentary from experts in the field, providing vital advisory on what it is to work in the information security and cybersecurity space. Ian, Chris, hello. Hello. Hi. So, have you been keeping abreast of the situation, guys? Have you? Have you? What have you spotted? Um, I, obviously, there's the actual filing. There's stuff that's been going on on LinkedIn, where there's been quite a bit of discussion and quite a few kind of comments that have been made. Um, many of them valid. Yeah, it's popcorn moment on LinkedIn, isn't it? Really, with uh, thoughts and random comments coming in. It's, it's, it's really interesting that they've, well, they've targeted for fraud, haven't they? Um, so do you want to, for, 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 for those out there that may not be aware and have been living under a rock or just don't utilise things like LinkedIn and the news, Ian, since you actually have done the homework and Chris has not, do you want to kind of summarise what's been going on? Right, so US Securities Exchange Commission, the SEC, uh, has basically filed fraud charges against SolarWinds CISO. Not SolarWinds, the company, but against the, the chief information security officer, essentially. This is from the Orion breach, if you all remember back then, uh, the whole SolarWinds saga, where many of us professionals had to go and look at if we were ever affected by it. And essentially what they claimed was what SolarWinds claims was Russian hackers basically got in the back door and were basically any updates that went out to organizations uh, had a back door in for these Russian hackers. Uh, so it all extends from that. I believe, just to add to this, the CEO did blame an intern, did they not? <laughs> it was the intern, Jim. He did. <laughs> it's he, the he blamed for everything. So, so he blamed an intern... Yeah. For releasing the password, the highly, highly sec you know, secure password that they used. I think it was on GitHub or something. Yeah. Um, and was. everybody was kind of sat there going, what? Huh? So hang on, just let me get this straight, because I've not been fully abreast of it. Um, <laughs> the CEO blamed an intern because that intern... Well, this, this is separate, it, it, yeah, separate to, to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just want to just jump on this quickly. Because the intern released or gave away, voluntary or involuntary, the highly secretive password for everything, in yeah. a nutshell. Why on earth has the intern got access to that, is my first question. <laughs> well, free, cheap labour. Okay, so, so, so this is, this is this, just, to, just so before we leap into the, the current events, so... The former SolarWinds CEO, this is from CNN, admittedly, love it or hate it. Trusted. Form, former SolarWinds CEO blames intern for the password leak, and the password was SolarWinds123. I, I, I <laughs> no, shit you it not. Wasn't. It was. That's, that's it was. It was. That's it. If it doubt. <laughs> Current and former top executives of SolarWinds are blaming the company intern for a critical lapse in password security that apparently went undiagnosed for years. 
The password in question, SolarWinds123, was discovered in 2019 on the public internet by an independent security researcher who warned the company that the leak had exposed a SolarWinds file server. Several US lawmakers ripped into SolarWinds for the password issue on Friday in a joint hearing in the House Oversight the Homeland Security Committees. I've got a stronger password than SolarWinds123 to stop my kids from watching too much YouTube on their iPad, said Representative <laughs> Katie Porter. <laughs> you and your company were supposed to be preventing the Russians from reading Defense Department emails. <laughs> so, on that, yeah. That, yeah, that but just allude, that kind of alludes to what what's uh, the uh, charges are and you know, what comes up. It, I think the lawsuit uh, that they've got is about ten pages long in terms of listing of Solowin's uh, deficiencies, shall we call it? And it's a, it paints a grim picture. Let's be honest. So it all extends from that that December twenty twenty two Orion servers hack essentially. So they Solowinds blame the Russia's SVR intelligence agency, uh, known as ATP twenty nine, and they say that they broke into the network about twenty nineteen. It's certain malware to the company's Orion software, and then through that, uh, the Orion updates uh, mechanism, the malware made its way around eighteen thousand corporate uh, networks around the world. Essentially, just a few, many of them government, many of government. Yes. So the six, uh, the sex says. Uh, for the last two years before the hack, so going back to 2018, the company, through its CISO, had learned uh, and discussed its cybersecurity deficiencies, but misrepresented the risks to the investors. And that's what the case is, essentially. The fraudulent misrepresentation to the investors by the CISO, not the company. So this is where it gets interesting because they're actually good. And don't forget, we've already had a case of this with Uber as well. Uh, for the 2016 yeah. leak as well, uh, the CSO. So basically, uh, there was a presentation in 2018 uh, and that was shared internally. So obviously, the sex got out and going, we're going to sue you, give us your data type thing, Should, including with Brown, the CISO, and which described SolarWinds remote access setup as not very secure. <laughs> Unquote. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which is something of a bit of an understatement. As the president said, she went on to say the attacker had gained access to the remote access system. Uh, they, if any attacker, not um, they didn't know at this point, gained access to quote can basically do whatever, uh, whatever without us detected until it's too late. So the alleged that the CISO himself was delivered that that presentation in 2018 and 2019 and stated that the current state of security leaves us in a very vulnerable state for our critical assets. Adding access and privilege to critical systems slash data is inappropriate. So sex lawsuits, basically 10 pages of grim picture, but it goes over failure to consistently maintain a secure de development lifecycle, failure to enforce the use of strong password on all systems, Failure to fix vulnerabilities in its software in time and understand its cybersecurity roles. Also reveals that the CISO lied to cybersecurity firms investigating the hack. While not be a crime, but it obviously helped the SEC to understand how SolarWinds has been treating cybersecurity, its obligations, essentially, cybersecurity obligations. The SEC is a financial yeah, regulator. Yeah, the, the Security Exchange Commission. So, yeah, if you... Uh, I think if you're floated or on the NASDAQ and stuff, you kind of come under their, their umbrella, so to speak. Like we do in the UK for any UK listings, you come under the SCA. And... Well, I'm guessing a lot of customers who were affected were financial institutions as well, let's face it. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be well, 18,000 customers. So in a nutshell, they're, they're doing him because fraud. he had a really shit password, but highlighted it. And said, "I was. We, we haven't no. really got the the best things in place here. Who did who did you highlight it to? So, so we, he's the CISO. So, so that that <laughs> that presentation where he says we're shocking. Essentially, we're not very. We internal to the board. So one of the things we should be clear on here is is that we're not fully sure of what the CISO did or didn't do in the capacity of his natural normal working day." You know, there's every possibility that he highlighted some big strategic vulnerabilities to the C-suite 
And he went through, probably went through risk management and kind of assigned the relevant individuals or his team did because, let's face it, he's probably got a bit of a team behind him. Um, But I'm guessing what's happened was they just went, I don't care about that. You know, it happens quite often. Yeah. But seemingly the second going after him to say, in general, you had vulnerabilities and you didn't submit that information to the shareholders, which... And maybe I'm wrong here. It's not necessarily the CISO's job necessarily to traditionally do that. To not to the shareholders, at least. I mean, obviously, as if if he is on the board, then he's part of that. You know, he's he's responsible to the shareholders for the good running of the company. But I don't recall ever seeing in a kind of like annual general meeting the section in there that goes risk management and vulnerabilities that we know about within the organization, such as really crap password policies. Well, if he knew about them, then surely that would be on the, the risk part when when they push it to the board and say, here's our new yeah. identified risks. This is what we're doing to mitigate them. Um, and this is what we're going to, this is what we've already got in place. It's shit. This is what we're going to do to, to fix that problem. That's, that's one issue. Sure. That's one issue with the actual lawsuit that they've brought to it. They don't actually pinpoint like his complete involvement. As Jim said, his complete involvement in it. Basically, they don't know whether how much sway he had with the board, or if or at all. And that's probably and that that's that's the key point. And it's like, well, did he have authority to change anything? Like, or did it was it did it require board approval? Say, hey, we've got these vulnerabilities. Give me the budget to fix it. Or is it no board it dissolves responsibility to you to then go fix whatever you need to? Here's a budget. But this is the other the other thing I'm not clear on, which is the the what the obviously, and we're not too sure. I don't think, apart from maybe people at Solar Winds, obviously, what the reporting hierarchy is for the CISO. Do they report to the uh, CTO? Are they part of the board? Where 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 do they sit within the grand scheme of things? Because yeah. If you've got a uh, CTO in the, you know, or chief information officer or whoever, then it's, it is well known that they tend to filter content from the security teams to create what I lovingly term as new truth, where they take an old truth that is unpalatable and isn't sounding positive, and they go through the magical process of turning it into new truth where it's not as quite as bad as the old truth, but sounds eminently more positive than the old truth was, but it's still technically the same truth, and thus we term it as new yeah. truth. Anybody who watches Monkey Dust will probably have seen that that skit. But it, it is true, because obviously politicians do it all the time. Yeah, you st- stick a spin doctor on it and say, right, okay, we, we know what we've done bad here. Um, let's we've got countermeasures. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got all this in place, and this is what we can do. But... There has to be more to that. I know we're not going to know until it all comes out, but there has to be more because otherwise they wouldn't even try to. They wouldn't surely they wouldn't go down this route of trying to sue if he could just go. Oh, hang on a minute. Here is the fifty-three emails that I sent to my superiors and the board identifying this, and they said, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, but let let's let's be fair here even if he did have those emails in his inbox when he was there because he's no longer there i don't think is he even if he had his in you know uh, no he i think he's still, he still is there the, yeah and uh, i think solarwinds came out and actively defended him why isn't the sec taking solarwinds to account for failures to address mm. security rather than the the CISO specifically this is the thing about taking you putting responsibility on a one person that possibly doesn't have the responsibility that the the, the, the sec think he has, uh, they have, or, you know. This, this is why every framework that I deal with, being an auditor of most of them and having been an auditor for most of them for about, oh, I don't know, 17, 16, I don't know, many, many years and losing my hair over having to do those audits, um, most of them at some point in there, especially PCI, there's a big sec- there's an actual section in Requirement 12 that states senior management, aka the board, the CEO, the people at the top will 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 accept responsibility for the management of 
cardholder data security and PCI in the organization. ISO 27001 has a similar kind of thing, you know, like a charter mm-hmm. of vision that says, we will take security seriously, we'll actually do something about it, or, you know, obviously it's put much, much nicer and more politically correct than that. But we all know that it doesn't always necessarily go that way. I would argue it probably doesn't go that way a hell of a lot more than it actually goes that way. I mean, you know, so one comment I saw from an individual on LinkedIn, I won't name him, you know, he'll know who he is, is I've been told outright to shut up and say that things were much better than they really were, new truth. <laughs> and, that my ta- <laughs> and that my take was not considered the big picture. Or 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 I log in a company brand. <laughs> Goes on to say, in all these cases, the pressure was there from above, whether spoken or not, toe the line or lose your job. And I've mm. seen that countless times. I've known CISOs yeah. that have been booted for going into a room and saying, look, we've got some serious issues. Mm. And, you know, that board kind of look at them and go, we don't want to hear about the issues. We want to hear about, all this other magical stuff that makes us all look really good and gives us our bonuses because your vulnerabilities and your issues, they're, they're bad news and, and bad news is bad. This SEC ruling, I think, is thrown a big cat amongst the pigeons because now CISOs are going to be going into roles and, and, and I don't blame them and they should do, especially when it comes to some of the legislations that are coming out of Dora and all the rest of it, especially in the States at the moment with the SEC. If they work for a, for an organization involved with the financial industry or in the financial industry, they're going to sit there and objectively go, right, I could feasibly be on the chopping block because the precedent has now been made. Yeah. Mm. That if somebody higher than me turns around and tells me not to do something or to not care about it or they don't care about it, so they're not going to do anything about it and they're not going to give any budget over or support in making something better – that I could feasibly be as the person going in that role as Uber's former CISO and so the wind's current CISO is finding out on the chopping block. So, no, I won't take this job for this amount. I'll take this job on an amount that could feasibly support me long term in the event of you guys not doing anything. And it's going to drive up, A, the cost of CISOs to companies in that space, which is going to which is going to raise the bar and reduce the chance that financial companies who can't afford those CISOs are now going to have none or they're going to have to find some way of delivering substandard security and feasibly get to the same issue. The issue is you've got to make these people risk-averse. They're going to be self-interested because they're going to – self-preservation. Yeah. So you're going to end up with like – they're going to choose – over corporate profits or, you know, all the good stuff, which security is an enabler for corporate profits. I don't know, a lot of people believe it's department and no, but we are an enabler for all this. Well, we protect it's, those profits long term. Yeah, know. exactly. Uh, but they're going to be so risk averse, they're just going to be like, uh, no, we're actually, they're going to become one of the best whistleblowers we have, I think. To, to do self-preservation. If they find a vulnerability and it's not being fixed, fixed, they'll become a whistleblower themselves and go to the SEC themselves and shop them in. Chris, you're the voice of reason in this in this in this group. <laughs> <laughs> what is your opinion I, I, on this? I just I can't see if if the if he's done his job and we found ten huge vulnerabilities here. Um, I'm going to push it up and I'm going to need an X amount of money to fix them. Here's the here's the problems and I've gone out and found the solutions. Um, this is what we need to do, but I don't have the authority to do that myself. Number one, I want to question why he doesn't have the authority to do it himself. He's, he's the frigging seesaw, for God's sake. That's, that's, that's his job. Number two, I'm going to... Uh, it, surely if you've done that and you've pushed it up... It, what else can what else can they do? He, he's surely in the clear. There has to be some sort of underlying stuff here. He he couldn't have explained it, or he couldn't have gone from it. Couldn't have been properly projected the the cost implications, the um, the reputational damage that that could come out of all this. Otherwise, that they would have at least said, "Okay, we get you. Let's half fix all ten at the very least. Let's do something." Um, if they don't want to go all in, and if they and if they've done that. Surely that that's 
if I bring something up to to my boss and I'm like, right, I found this, and they and they and they shrug it off, like, okay, here's some digital backup. I'm out. This is why the first thing I got first thing I got taught, and I'm guessing we all got taught in the, the our our race through the world of infosec, which is always get proof of what people are not willing to do. And, mm. and you know, unfortunately, in, in, I know many CISOs, I know many InfoSec people, not just CISOs, who actively store that stuff outside of the corporate limits as well. Now, in my former career, I, I worked in a, a well-known newspaper. Uh, that's, all, that's all I'll say. And um, they used to get people supplying them with information all the time. And they used to really carefully purge all traces because obviously they had the privilege of of being uh, uh, being the press. It yeah. was not 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 unknown. And there's no reason why you know a firm can't say right, okay, uh, we're about to get in. We, obviously, we're going about to get in trouble with the set because they've got they've got their ways of finding out. Let's get rid of the CISO. Oh, by the way, could you just go through his email and just just you know purge them from the backups. Purge all the all information that we've got, apart from anything damning. Leave it in, so because then we can scapegoat him. We can say it was all his fault, and he was hiding it all, or she was hiding it all. They were hiding it all, and and we can carry on with our jobs. Because let's face it, a lot of people in the high end C suites in the big companies, a lot of them are about self preservation. They're not there because they're nice. Let's be honest. Or is that a bit controversial? I think it might be a bit, uh, a bit, a little bit of fifty-fifty on that. You you have to have that, you have to have that corporate flower, that corporate look that you can present. But they've they've got to come with, we've got to come with some credentials, and they've got to come with some now to be able to do that. And I know that's sitting on the fence and being a being a full fifty-fifty, but I, get off that fence. Yeah, get off that fence. I just can't see any other way, because otherwise people are just going, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not being the. I'm not being the scapegoat for that. I go, leave me way out of this, and that'll just that'll just fall. That job role will just cease to exist because no one will want it. And all, oh, like you said, that someone will go. Oh, I can do that, but I want. I want five hundred grand. Yeah, I mean to be to be honest, I mean security events happen all the time. It happens to hmm. all the, even the most secure organisations. You can't secure everything, as we always say. There's no such thing as hundred percent security. No, there's always, there's always someone's going to find uh, a yeah. way in of some description. Um, and, and the bigger the company, and you just got to try and keep up with the trend. Yeah, yeah, the bigger the company, the more likely it's going to happen. You, you know, trying to keep track of everything that's going on in the organisation from a security standpoint or a development standpoint or whatever is difficult in the best of times. And sometimes you actually have to be told about projects going on. I, I've been there where all of a sudden one day they go, "Oh, we've been doing this project for the last two years. We need security sign off. Can you kind of come and have a look at it for the next two hours? Because we've got to get it signed off by like five o'clock this afternoon." It's like, "Oh, right, okay. Yeah, this is going to be simple, then, isn't it?" Classic. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's being vilified for not dealing with vulnerabilities within the organisation, but that—that's a bit of a broad meaning for me. Ian, yeah. you are the one who has re- actually read the filing in its entirety. It's about here, the, the, the wording basically says not dealing with vulnerabilities and risks within the organization's yes. environment. Yeah. And raising it, but then doing nothing about it, it pretty much is the way it comes across. Well, well once you've raised it, it vilifies the, the CISO more than it, not the company. In my head, yes, the CISO is there to pave the way for your security for your security posture, your risk management, stuff like that. But it's got to have the support of the business to do that. It's got to have the resources and stuff like that. So why did the SEC has vilified this person? It's is it obviously because... we don't know the ins and outs of the presentation and stuff like that, but uh, it's, it's honestly... Do you it's... think it might be have anything to do with who allegedly hacked in? <sighs> You mentioned oh. uh, Rushkies. I, I, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that that in this case is is that big a thing. I think what they're trying to do, and I may be completely wrong here. I I think they're trying to make a make a point here. Um, there's been a lot of movement and discussion about securing our critical infrastructures, 
ransomware has been going nuts. Colonial Pipeline got done. There's been a lot of hospitals that have been screwed over. There's been a lot of organizations yeah, yeah, a yeah. bit too close to the government institutions and the financial institutions. Because let's face it, the financial institution in any country is one of, them, one of the more important ones to them because that's what generates the tax dollars. That's what keeps people employed. That's what keeps the economy running. And every, every government needs an economy. If you haven't got an economy, let's face it, you're you're not going to be a much much of a country yeah, for yeah, long. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand if their angle is going, so they, they've had a look at it and obviously found out, right, okay, um, these vulnerabilities are here. They were highlighted by by CISO. Okay, what the, maybe they didn't get the backing that he, need, that, that he wanted. He wanted to go um, and get, you know, um, platinum gold standard security or what, whatever he wanted. But, but did he even do the basics and go, you know what? I've got no backing from the board, but I'm going to do what I can that doesn't need it. Like change a password from one, two, three, four for a start. Let, let's put the, the 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 easiest changes in that cost no money. If he didn't do that, then but that, that that's not yeah. his. That again, he highlights it, but surely it's IT who go out and execute that because they own the, that set of assets. That's the you know the CISO. A CISO is there to. Uh, do governance, risk, and compliance maintain security knowledge and of the vulnerabilities and the risks associated within the organisation based on the assets that they have, and potentially the relationships they had, depending upon the type of the organisation. Um, when you discover a problem, for instance, with the web app that's about to go live, you have no authority to make any changes as the CISO. You can recommend them. Yeah. You can demand them. Yeah. But final authority rests with whoever is the asset owner in that. And if the asset owner turns around and goes, no, we're on timeline, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to release it because we don't believe anybody's going to hack it. There's nothing you as the CISO can do. You can't go in and just write the code to fix the problem. You're not a coder. You're, you know, you're, required, you know, you're, you're dependent on other people seeing the risk and addressing the risk appropriately, either transferring it, removing it, reducing it. We all know risk management. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody else has pointed out, and this I'll quote them, the SEC alleges that the SolarWinds CISO was aware of the SolarWinds cybersecurity risks and vulnerabilities but failed to resolve the issues. And he says, so, so is the CISO now on the hook for fixing vulnerabilities? Well, we're not. We can we can identify them, tell people about them, and and recommend that they change them quite often. But fixing them ourselves, that's not something that we normally have the power to do, or even the knowledge, unless all of a sudden we're going to have a, a, a mesh of information security people of all kinds of disciplines in all different areas basically regulating their own groups, which isn't going to happen. Well, very unlikely it's going to happen. I mean, this might force it. We were on about ransomware earlier about the IT triggered. I read somewhere recently because of all the spates of lawsuits that we've had. There's been a of the class action lawsuits, essentially. The legal team's hired to help manage the incidents uh, and advise the ransomware companies uh, are now telling victimized organizations not to produce an incident response report. Or uh, similar, or any type of report, any such report should be delivered verbally, uh, or kept off any electronic or paper documents as much as possible, as they could be uh, subpoenaed in future lawsuits and may reveal that the company uh, to be at fault. So I remember reading that, and I just I remember I quoted it in my notes. It's just like maybe that's that's what's going on here. We've got a very risk averse person of actually documenting anything. To get themselves in trouble, but in that case, have by not doing it, have actually landed themselves in hot water. Is it a fact that the the insurance could be pushing this to say, you know, it, like you're not insured because you highlighted it and did fuck all about it? You, you know, you you told us your car had an alarm on it and it didn't, and it got stolen. And when we found it, it had no alarm, so we're not paying out. That that sort of thing. So they're like, oh my god! Like now, what do we do? We're not we're not covered because. We were, we were, it was identified. So we've got to, we need someone to take the blame for this. But the sec isn't, oh, 
isn't a lot. The SEC is a government entity. It's not to do with the insurers at this. This is this is the SEC going after an individual rather than the organisation. Yeah, but the SEC are going after an individual because p- people have pushed are pushing that agenda. This is my point. The CISO isn't an expert on financial reporting, and financial reporting, you know, goes to the SEC. You know, they don't do the SEC filings as a general rule. There's no section in there that they have to sign off on. So I understand, not being American, any SEC filings are done, no doubt, by the financial side of the, the, the financial organization. Well, I doubt there's a section in there that says, here are a list of the vulnerabilities that we are currently experiencing that we have decided to do bugger all about, but we've, we've accepted that risk. I mean, the insurance thing, I, I don't think companies, companies are having a hard enough time getting insured anyway. Um, yeah. Let's face it, uh, you know it's it's gone it's gone to the point where you just can't afford the insurance. There's just no point in doing it. You know the cost of getting the insurance is is no benefit really for a lot of organisations anymore. I'm going to get shot at now by the by the insurance cyber insurance community. But is it that there a case of the sex cases that they've defrauded investors? Is it that, having and- defrauded investors? They they you know. Investors have the you know, shareholders because it's shareholders. Your shareholders have the yeah, right it's, to it's shareholders. Sorry, shareholders have the right to. Well, they're normally investors. They've invested, haven't they? So technically, it's correct. Yeah, shareholders, holders of shares, have the right to understand that the organisation's C-suite, the executive management, are undertaking business in an ethical manner in accordance with their wishes. Now, obviously, the more shares you have the more votes you get. So whenever something comes up, the shareholders get together, they vote on it. Um, if someone's got 51%, obviously they tend to win it. <laughs> but, you know, that that tends to be how it works. And, and there's an annual general meeting where you kind of sit down and you go over how the company has been running over the course of the year, what the potential dividends are going to be or what the, you know, what the financials look like and so on and so forth. They usually make a big thing of it in in larger organisations, you know, as a dinner or something. Yeah, but, we, we did, but the, they say fraud to investors. So, from a security point of view, what do you tell investors at the end of the day? From a security point of view, your company's information security is about as good as this leaky bucket here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't. You don't. You say what you actually say is like we were ISO 27001 uh, or SOC 2 in the, in the States that or means you know, whatever. No, yeah, I know that. Compliance doesn't mean security, but is this what they're trying to get him on? Because he said, yeah, or, or he's actually gone to the investors and the presenters the investors say, yeah, SolarWinds is a secure company because of X, which is usually what you get when you do, when you get responses to customer, uh, you do your vendor reviews and you get the response back from your vendor questionnaires it's usually yeah we're asked to one so far we're cool we're good in fact they and you're like that's great you've got a piece of paper for a shot on time but tell me actually what your processes are so i can ascertain whether or not so is that what he's they're, they're, they're frauding him they say that's what but actually underneath you're the telling hood, me senior management are gonna allow the CISO to get on that stage and go Hi, guys. I've got good news well, and I've got bad news. Good news is spending has dropped in security in favour of dividends. Uh, unfortunately, the overall security of the company has plummeted into the ground and we, are, we have fires everywhere that no one cares about as long as, 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 long as you know, the shareholders are, are, are looked after. Not in a million years is anybody the CEO. No, no, of course not. But that's why yeah, so, the senior financial has he told the, the um, has he told the compliance? Has he told? Is that what you're saying? Well, he probably uh, has, has. He, has. he said to if he knows what he's doing? We are compliant. We are compliant. Knowing they're not. Yeah, and that's it. Knowing that they have vulnerabilities, they have risks that are probably more than likely. It's basically a major non-conformity if they had ISO or anything like that, or whatever the SEC is, I can't, uh, the SOC 2 equivalent is, or discrep- risk discrepancies and stuff like that. Where I can't remember what they need Or to they've put. gone through so many ISO auditors, they found one that they can bully, 
and get them <laughs> yeah. tying off on whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, let's let's be frank. Let's We've be got honest. the guy on a Friday afternoon who just wants to get out. <laughs> it does happen. I'm not saying it does. Can you show me X document? Um, no, and you go, but, oh, no, we haven't got that one. Oh, don't worry I about it. I have met, I'd be honest, <laughs> again, I'm going to get shot by the community. Now. I've met ISO 27001 auditors that wouldn't understand what a risk management solution and process was. If it hit them in the face... Oh, I've met them, and they literally. I mean, they're new. They're, 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 and they're going out and they're auditing organisations. I don't really, you know. Oh, I, this, this risk management looks good. It says a risk, and it's got a rating, and it's got somebody associated with. It. It's got all the components that I know should be there, but not being a experienced or even possibly a good auditor, I'm not looking at the intent behind the requirement. And the process, does the process make sense? Does the, does the procedure follow a logical framework? Or have they cobbled together in a Frankenstein methodology something that just really isn't appropriate? Good quality auditors, obviously, like myself, would look for that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that, that auditor is just going, he could have just been literally, he or she just going down that list ticking off and the CISO or his team have gone, do you have X, Y, and Z in place? That, yes. That, with, with no evidence. Do, do you need anything? No, no. Because the auditor doesn't know what he's looking for anyway. And they've seen that and gone, just, just tell him what he needs to know. Oh, we come to the conclusion that effectively it's the auditors that defraud the investors and not the CISO. <laughs> no, because the, 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 they've told, <laughs> no, it's definitely not the auditor because they've asked the question. All right, they probably should have followed up. But, Depend, you know, you get what you pay for. If he turned around to the shareholders and said, Hi, we've got ISO 27001, and they do have ISO 27001, then cool, I've got ISO 27001. It doesn't mean they're secure, it just means they've managed to kind of convince the auditor to sign them off. Yeah. And again, going to get shot yeah, at exactly. for that one. I can, I can imagine the comments I'm going to be getting back on that one. But compliance does not equal security. It, it doesn't. No, and if that right. is the case, then he, you know, he's pretty much he's in hot water. If it's not the case and he's highlighted everything that oh, he's seen his vulnerabilities, he's highlighted, he's done a risk register, he's he's pushed it to the board, uh, and it's got pushed back, and he's, he's then done nothing. You know, he's not been able to do anything about it. I would say that he's he's going to be all right, and uh, when he finally gets out mm. on the other end of it, and then sues SolarWinds for God knows how much, then he's going to be all right again. I don't. I I voice of reason, Chris. I'd love that to be the case. <laughs> I really, really would. I'd love to have the unique view that you have of the world, that everything is going to be all right in the end. There can only be two outcomes. Either he has, like we just said, he's purposely fraudulent and said, yes, we've got this Is in there place. a group of information security people that the SEC have produced and who are approaching them and saying, can you analyse what this guy has been doing? Can you analyse what mm. the, the reports he's generated? And can you tell us whether or not he's been doing the job that he should be doing? Or is it going to be dealt with by lawmakers who aren't InfoSec people? Is it going to be dealt with specialist, you know, people that they get on the dock, subject matter experts? That's it. That's what I was hurling for. Because I only ever usually get one that says yes, because obviously the defence is going to find a subject matter expert that's going to go, yeah, he's done it all right. He's done it fine, fantastic. And then, of course, you're going to get the other side. It's like, no, it was crap. He didn't do anything. I think this guy, whether whether he did it right or wrong, no matter whether he did it right or wrong, and I do fear that if he did do it right, he's still going to get beaten across the head. And and Shall I read you the uh, from the actual document what the first paragraph says, the, the summary of the You claim. are screwed. <laughs> From at least October 2018, yeah, pretty much, yeah, uh, through at least January 12th, 2021, brackets the relevant period, defendant SolarWinds and then Vice President of Security and Architecture, Brown, defrauded SolarWinds investors and customers through misstatements, emissions, and schemes that concealed both the company's poor cybersecurity practices and its heightened and increasing cybersecurity risk. SolarWinds' public statement about its cybersecurity practices and risks painted a starkly different picture from the internal discussion and assessment about the company's cybersecurity policy violations, vulnerabilities, and cyber attacks. Illustratively, on October 2018, the same month the SolarWinds conducted an initial public offering through a registration statement with only generic hypothetical cybersecurity risk disclosures, Brown wrote in the internal presentation that SolarWinds 
current state of security leaves us very vulnerable to the state for our critical assets. So he did say that he was very they were very vulnerable. Yes, in his pres- internal presentation. His internal so or his misleading? public presentation? In his internal pro- uh, internal presentations to SolarWinds. Who, who in the right mind, in their external presentations out to the big wide world, is going to say, yeah, our cybersecurity is really shit. We've got vulnerabilities everywhere, so come in, boys and girls. Yeah. Go for broke, because we're like a leaky sip. <laughs> no idiot's going to go and do that. No, but we all like to... People to be honest eventually. <laughs> That's like having a safe, an open safe in your house, stuffed full of gold, and putting a massive sign outside on your front gate saying, I've got gold bullion with bugger all security. Come and get it. And just waiting there on the front porch with a glass of cider as watching people come wandering in. He has to have highlighted these vulnerabilities, or not even individual, just said, like, oh, it's not great. And then yeah, when I get question. That by the board and whatnot, they go, right, what do you need? And he's gone, oh, don't worry, we're, we're fixing it. And then just done nothing about it. I mean, it could, it could be that he did that, but what InfoSec person in the right mind, who are, who are normally underfunded to hell, I'd like to point out, the average budget for InfoSec is, what, 10% of the IT budget, if you're lucky. Mm. Sometimes it's more yeah. close to 5%. So you're not going to get a chance to really get any tools worth a damn and you're rather reliant on on IT buying in specific technologies to help secure their environments. You know the seams, the you know your endpoint security, all the usual stuff. Obviously, making sure interns don't put solar winds one, two, three onto you know. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's also part of the staff training. Um, not yeah, allowing. Don't, don't write your passwords down in your diary. Making sure that you know group policy and you know access rights logically and and you know, virtual nature or the most appropriate. I mean, why an intern allegedly was putting things onto the, you know, <laughs> onto a public forum with all of these details is beyond me. But equally, you know, I, I, I just saw that personally as, as the, the CEO. I'm going to be unfair. Let's point the finger at an intern because we nobody gives stuff if the intern gets, gets finger-pointed and screwed. And that didn't work. It's the go-to move. That didn't work, so the SEC eventually have kind of gone. You know what? We need to. We need to. We need to take a stance on this. It's a good example. It will make an example of of an organisation. I'm guessing that's what they were thinking. It'll make an example of the organisation. So what we're going to do is we're going to go after the CISO for failures to report vulnerabilities, risks to handling the risks, and so on and so forth, and all the filings. And rather than going for the organisation, I've gone for the CISO for some bizarre reason. Easier. Easier, yeah. quicker. It's get easier, it done, it's it quicker. Get it out there and say... I mean, it's not a CEO. He's, he's, he's not gotten a massive dividend or a massive payout for you know what he's done. Even well-paid CISOs, and there are some very well-paid CISOs, getting, a, getting that kind of level of lawyer that's going to be able to fight the SEC or a group of lawyers, unless you can get somebody pro bono, is going to be almost impossible. That's why they've done that, haven't they? Like the, the, we need to make an example here. We can't make an example with an intern. We can't do a middle of management because it's not going to quite cut it. We need to go big. We need we a strong the statement to the financial yeah. world that you have to handle your risks. And we've got to yeah. basically run over somebody with a bus. And it's going to be this. And, and, it, and, if, they, and if they do the company, the, the, the company hold, you know... The, Look at what who who their clients are. Most of the government entities. Well, I'm guessing so they've lost. We're basically suing ourselves. Yeah, they probably have. Um, but yeah, I think I think you I think you're bang right there. Joe. That's probably what 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 they're thinking is is like we we need to go big, but we can't go too big by doing the company. Let's go for a big fish within there um, and 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 highlight this. Did you which, just agree with me, Chris? Wow. I did. I did. Does wow. this mean Ian's not going to agree with me? Come on, Ian. You are now the voice of reason. The, the, the reason why they've gone for him is because he's made public statements. Well, they yeah, see that he's a figurehead, he's a full guy. Public statements on the website, so in the security section, they say blah, blah, blah. I'm just refreshing my memory, having read through. In the registration statements, uh, they're on the report's file to the SEC. Uh, they've said, yep, yeah, we're good, we're all okay. And when they film, but he probably didn't sign that report to the set because he's got no financial 
No. And, and, and a form 8K file, which is the, if you have a breach, it's the form that you need to fill with the SEC for the actual Sunburst cybersecurity. Yeah. And what they've said is all materially misleading, essentially. It, it supposedly said that they had strong cybersecurity practices. So it basically, and then they go down and just pick it to pieces, saying how they have the strongest uh, software development lifecycle. However, in an email, he said, it's crap. And uh, there's wonderful, uh, there's just, pick it apart. So they've cherry-picked information, essentially, to which you would in a normal court case, but they've actually gone through. And they've gone through instant messaging as well. So there's a great if you uh, uh, column uh, uh, paragraph J, and I'll read it out to you. In November 2020, a SolarWinds information security employee sent an instant message to senior InfoSec manager E with a link to a list of vulnerabilities in the Orion platform stating, the products are riddled with a uh, riddle and obviously have been for many years. That same month, the SolarWinds network engineer uh, complained, we found more vulnerabilities than we fixed. And by a fix, I, it often means just temporary fix, but the problem is still there and it's huge. I have no idea what we could do about this, even if we started to hire like crazy, which we will most likely not. It will just take years. Can't really figure out how to earn this situation not good and that was from one of his team members yeah and then the following paragraph is even though brown and or other solar wind employees knew about these risk vulnerabilities and attacks against other wind products cybersecurity risk disclosures did not disclose them in any way either individually or by disclosing increased risk by collectively post uh, collectively post to solar winds i mean <sighs> Playing devil's advocate and going to the other side of the fence. To be honest, I think, you know, if you are in InfoSec and you've got to make statements, you, you've got to make statements that 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 reflect the the situation. I mean, you can soften them for the public forum. Internally, yeah. you have to be realistic. They're a big organization. They will have the issues that big organizations has with things like reporting and it's hard to do things because there's so much bureaucracy. I mean, it's a, it's a message yeah. from one bloke to, an, to somebody else, you know, and it's it's like, is that the basis of whether or not they were doing that security was being handled correctly internally? I mean, it's not good. It, I mean, it doesn't sound good, let's be honest. No. But it's, it's just a conversation. It's not the risk register. It's not the documentation behind the risks. It's not... Look, we've told you to... F- it's not the evidence to back up what you're, what you're saying, is it? It's just a it's a general chip chat. If I was tasked with a group of people by the SEC, obviously professionals such as us, to look at what he was doing, I'd be looking at, was there a reporting process for risk? Was it being handled appropriately internally? Was there was Were people taking things seriously or was it a case that he was just shouting into the, into the void and nobody was really answering? If he was missing stuff, okay, he missed stuff. Where's the penetration tests? If it's a new iteration and a new build of the environment, then did it go through a code check? Did it go through um, a penetration test? Now, I believe the original issue it was with the it was imp, uh, the back door was put into the the version that was put onto the uh, update server, so it might have missed. Yeah. It might have been missed. Well, not missed. It might have been put in. To that build after you know after any checks and tests have been done, but in fact no because they signed the. Uh, this is what I don't understand. Yeah, it basically it outlines the defendants and it says Timothy Brown, age blah from blah, was responsible for overall security program at SolarWinds throughout the relevant period between July 2017 and 2020. Brown was off, uh, was an officer of SolarWinds, serving as his vice president of security architecture and head of the information security group at SolarWinds. Referred to as SolarWinds in this complaint as InfoSec. Since January 2021, he has been SolarWinds chief uh, of CISO. In his role as vice president and security architecture, Brown was responsible for the company's ongoing security efforts as well as security architecture within its products. Brown also signed sub certification attesting to the adequacy of SolarWinds cybersecurity internals and controls, which SolarWinds executives relied on in connection with SolarWinds periodic reports that were filed to with the SEC. But he didn't write, I'm guessing he didn't write the reports that went to the SEC. So I don't know. I, I, this is this is where it gets really grey because you don't know what has happened. Because he could be the head of whatever. Doesn't mean he, he's he's part of the board, which doesn't, you know. I, a- I think in this case, 
he probably wasn't. He's he, he probably one of those CISOs that is a Caesar that is a title only and actually is not on the board and has no sway over the board. And so he's not going to get the support and requirements needed. And it sounds like he's done his corporate bit by trying to just look after his job and going, yes, I've highlighted some bits and bobs. However, when the authorities or the auditors come and have a look, we'll just brush over this. We'll make sure that they've gone away. They've not actually gone away we've temporarily fixed them and patched them but it's fine it will be okay on the flip side of this is it not in the interest of solar winds themselves that the CISO gets hammered for this and they hang him out to dry and say he never told us about it i was just going to say jim there's two conspiracy theories here oh there we go i love oh, a good conspiracy theory oh. there it is <laughs> whenever we do this we should get some tinfoil hats and we just put the tinfoil hats on <laughs> Yeah, I want a counter that says a number of conspiracy theories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Conspiracy one is um, who hacked and was he working for him? That's all I'm going to say. Really? Jesus. Wait, that is is, a a bold accusation. It's a long shot. That's definitely a conspiracy theory. (laughs) (laughs) Number, Number two is that. The the sec were going to go after Solar Winds and say like right what the goddamn that are you playing that they've gone right okay look okay yeah we understand that we're going to play ball but if we play ball can you not do us as a company can we just do individuals and we'll give you what you need that protects the shareholders that protects the shares protects the money they just have a little bit of a blip then go look we found this bad apple we've got rid of it we're fixing it now. We're good as a company. But it's a conspiracy theory, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, the first one is definitely one of the biggest conspiracy (laughs) theories I've heard for a while. Um, God, when the, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna expedite the release of this because of of, of the the time sensitive nature of this. So we'll we'll see when when people out. start putting it on LinkedIn and it'll, there'll be a picture of you from every, you know you'll become a like infosec <laughs> no. meme, a conspiracy theory oh. infosec meme on the on the second part of, you know account. Yeah, I mean it, it could be. I, I this smells of someone's gonna have to pay. Someone is gonna have to yeah. pay. And we have to we have to prove to the rest of like the world or you know the business world sort your stuff out because we've seen the NIST upgrades happening. We've seen obviously PCI upgrades happening. The ISO upgrades been going on. Biden has just done the release for the AI stuff, which is another video I'm going to be doing at some point where he's saying about how securing AI is so important. And there's been numerous times when like previous presidents like Trump and, and Biden have both said cybersecurity is a key part of, of our, our future you know, concerns. Maybe this is a way of forcing that public or the public organizations who service the government, who service key parts of industry and saying if you screw up we are coming for you but we're not just going to cut we're not just going to come for you as the organization we're going to come for the individual individuals that we perceive as having done wrong ian the ceo isn't named on that filing is he no it's just the company solar winds solar winds and there's specific is but the CEO has uh, has ultimate authority for what goes on within the organization. He is the captain of that ship. And if there's somebody underneath who hasn't done what they need to do, then surely he, he has, by proxy, should be have assumed responsibility as well. But are they... Are they he or she. Mm, yeah. Are they, are they going it's after an the individual on a personal level or individual through the company because then the well, if you're, go- if you're going for an individual I know it's the you know, same person but if you're going for an individual on the c-suite that the whole c-suite's responsible for running the company why yeah. i don't get why you're going specifically for the CISO. i could understand if it was the CISO and the ceo i could understand if it was yeah. the, the the whole c-suite but laser focused on the CISO not doing his job there's a lot of people being missed out or there's people people being missed out here. But then again, he is responsible or that sorry, that's his they're responsible for 
um, highlighting vulnerabilities and then saying whether they're fixed or not. Highlighting is one thing. You, you can document his highlighting. It's brilliant. But did he then come out and say, oh, no, yeah, yeah we've done... Uh, you can reduce... Fit, you know, removing, reduce, sorry, yeah. Re removing a risk in, or a reducing vulnerability a entirely yeah. can be really difficult. Sometimes it's just as simple as getting rid of the, the vulnerable code or upgrading the vulnerable code or rewriting it or whatever. Or, But when you're talking about systems, you know, if you're saying, oh, you know, you didn't get rid of the zero-day vulnerability, it's like, well, it was mm. a zero-day vulnerability. So there was no upgrade for it. There was no update for it from the vendor and all the rest of it. That's another thing entirely. Yeah, but when it's just a shit password. Well, yeah, there is. I mean, let's face it. The password. <laughs> Password enforcement there is rather somewhat somewhat bad. I, I, it doesn't look. That's good. what I mean. Yeah. But, so so in a, you know he can highlight what he wants. I think, uh, and this is me. I've switched a bit. I've switched over a bit now. But if he's not done the basic bits, then I mean, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, I mean that is a good point. The CEO has put a blog out about a response to this. Well, he calls it uh, misguided and improper. <laughs> enforcement what? of action against us <laughs> but it's not against them is it it's it, it, i think it's one to watch because at the end of the day whatever happens filing or non-filing if we whatever is the outcome it's gonna paint a rosy either a rosy picture for CISOs or not let's be honest because at the end of the day if you're a publicly listed company and you're a CISO and this case goes against them at this bit the current CISO it's um it's not going to be good for Caesar's going forward because you're going to be you're going to be liable, especially if you're a publicly responsible. Well, person. Especially if he's done what he should have done, and if he doesn't have the backing of the board, and he's done what he's to, and he's tried to do the best, and they try to get, fix everything, they're going to turn it into a whistleblower. They're going to go to the set themselves and go, "I don't want this case brought against me if anything goes wrong." Yeah, you're going yeah. to create a, a culture like that and it's going to be horrific and it's not going to be something that people want to do at the end of the day uh, yeah. and as you said it's going to demand those big picture those big wages and there's a lot going on around at the moment about how CISOs are part of the C-suite part of the board realistically though is that the actual case in most businesses no I don't think it is I don't think it's a realistic uh, representation it's changing it is changing but at the moment it's that's not necessarily the case. Um, I think we're you know we're into the final rounds of of, of rounding up here, and, and and Ian has started to, to to do that expertly. I think from from my perspective, I think I agree with you, Ian. We are going to see a very big change in infosec employment. Is probably the best way to put it going forward. Culture and the culture. Uh, well, I think it's just going to re reinvigorate the culture of arse covering <laughs> as we used to term it <laughs> it's an uh, arse covering exercise yeah i mean you know we're gonna have to be so much more careful now about the roles that we go for as as professionals you know you're going to be evaluating every role now is is there the potential there for me to get into trouble and it not being my fault so you know some of the questions you're going to be asking it's almost like, you know, you're going to be getting interviewed and then you're going to be interviewing them straight back, which, yeah. you know, let's face it, you should probably do a bit of anyway. But yes. it's going to be like, so do you report to the SEC? If so, I want sign-off on on reports going through for the security status because I've seen what's happened to that poor sod over there and I don't want that to happen here. Secondly, when it comes to our risk management processes they're going to be sacrosanct, and any time it's assigned to anybody, we're going to get a full write-up that it's been assigned to them, that they're going to respond and sign off that they have signed, they're assigned to that particular set of assets and risks and so on and so forth, and then it will be their responsibility. So the documentation is going to get heavier. The, you know, our write-ups are going to have to be pretty pristine. Getting a PA yeah. is what I suggest. <laughs> Most infosec people at that level probably do, and a good solid team behind them. But it's going to get to the point where you know, looking at if they've gone into the people's messaging, they're going to be like, right, you are not to discuss any security things over over instant messenger, over email. 
you have to basically clear all, all you know communication. So you're probably going to get a PA person, maybe if, you know even somebody from marketing to join the team, just to make sure the message is correct and that you're not binding mm. yourself to something or misrepresenting yourself something either to partners, the big outside world, the SEC. I think or, a lot of it is going to be end up being done verbally as well. What's going to have to in secret behind the yeah. bins? Yeah. Secret squirrels. People are going to want that. People always want it documented, though. I documented. That's not a word. Documented. Um, documented. But I don't think documentation is enough. I think you're going to need to get proper, reputable mm. sign off. Yeah. So the same as you sign off a contract digitally or with your signature or with your signature and digitally. I think that's going to be, have to be the case to go. That's going to what you're going to be, have to do. Because if you don't do that and something goes horribly wrong and you end up in front of the sec and they're going, did you do what you yeah. said you should have done? I signed it to these guys. I told them about it. They've got responsibility for it. I just told yeah, them the, about the The whole issue. ask over an exercise is going to, is going to, the, the workload is going to treble. Oh, great. More paperwork. <laughs> it's, it's the only way to go, isn't it? I mean, ah. you know, if, this, if this just go a bit sideways for for the for for him, then the only the only outcome is that every CISO and every slightly below there is going to go right. Okay, we need to uh, make sure that we are on full ass covering exercise. And have we got X? Do y, not talk Z. over yeah, Slack. Do, do not criticize. Yeah, exactly. the, you know the the level of security in the organization. Pub. You know over any medium that. It's got to go back to what they used to do at the the newspaper, you know. Don't 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 send anything, you know, that could be utilised in court. And just have conversations about it. Um, yeah, which is going to be awesome in a world of working from home because now everybody's used to just kind of saying whatever <laughs> the crap they want over Teams. You know, do have you seen what Mike is wearing today? You know, we're sitting there in a moo moo. I'm not awesome. There's definitely a part two to this when we can uh, when we find out a bit more, though, isn't there? Well, when it happens, when it finally happens, when's the <laughs> when's the hearing, Ian? Does it uh, say? I don't know. That's what that's what I'm trying to work out right now. It, it is in the. Uh, I'm trying to find a section for it. I mean, it could be ages away yet. Yeah, unknown. <laughs> we can update unknown. it. Post, so post edit. So the takeout from this one, I think my advisory is if you're, you know, if you are a CISO associated with a publicly listed company um, in any part of the world, you're kind of getting a little bit boxed in a corner now, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And you'd better really probably start getting some serious, uh, serious documentation together and sign offs. Um, Cause I mean, whether, whether the CISO is found liable or not, I think, I think the precedent that it could feasibly go to court like this. Yeah. The damage is done. That's it. It'll happen again. I think we're going to see a few more of these. Well, we've actually we've seen one already, haven't we? With the uh, Uber CISO or Uber. the CSO, was it? Yeah, but I get, this, I get the impression this one's a little bit more high, you know. Nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll it's be, on a different level. I think we're going to see some more. If there's any more big ticket breaches, like the solar winds thing again, but the the colonial pipeline will not be an interesting one. See if that actually comes through as a case potentially as well. Are they are they looking to do that against what against the CISO against the C suite? Not it's just because of the way it, it, it feels a very similar type of hack at the end of the day to me, like the incident. Uh, so I I won't be surprised if the SEC or if another government agency because they're not under the SEC, but will actually maybe take the. Caesar to Tafts then as well. It might be a trend for the government agencies now to actually targeting the Caesars along with the companies as well. Well, here's a good tip. If you're an up-and-coming lawyer about to, you know, <laughs> go into a wonderful <laughs> world of, of, of legal <laughs> representation, really good one to really go for at this moment in time is specialising in cybersecurity and defending CISOs from the horrors of getting sued. Hung out to dry. Hung out, yeah. I think is what you're looking for. There you go, guys, <laughs> girls out there. If you're a lawyer and you're thinking, what should I specialise in family law, uh, business law? Obviously, go for business law and specialise in cybersecurity. I like Big how we've got Tim's thought, thought of the day section now. I'm going to go for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get my degree in law. 
uh, one to watch in my eyes. And we'll see where it goes. It can either go very well for Zizos or it can go very wrong, depending on how the court case goes. My prediction is it'll go away. It'll go away. Go away. Yeah, oh. I think I think there's a I think there's a big hype um, because of what what Oof. impact it had. Someone has to be seen to be prosecuted, or well, uh, someone has to take the fall for this. Oh, like you say, when's the trial? Land. Yeah, I'm going in conspiracy theory land. Um, there's a lot of talk and chatter about like, oh my god, I can't believe that they're going for the CISO and not the company. Blah 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 blah. Six months time, the old news. Nothing happens. Well. There we go. <laughs> the voice of reason has, has brought taken his bat on back, back to me. And <laughs> back. We will see. We will see. And uh, we will no doubt report on it when it does, whether or not it falls off a cliff and nobody talks about it. I think this is one definitely the InfoSec community at least are going to be quite interested in. I don't think it's, it's going to go away for us, us, us guys and girls because I think it's become quite an important key landmarkers mm. to – how you know how things are going to be going forward so thank you guys for being my wonderful co-hosts yet again and offering your words of wisdom and voices of reason and indeed conspiracy theories that uh <laughs> that come out again let's 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 see if we can kind of get some people who are good at memes to get chris and we'll memeify him but anyway, to all of you out there, thank you ever so much for coming on, listening to us or watching us, depending upon what medium you're on. If you've got any recommendations, if you want to hear us debate items of importance within the InfoSec community, then please feel free to give us a message, drop us a line on LinkedIn or whatever, the various different mediums out there to get hold of us. And we'll be more than happy to debate on the subject matter and see kind of where we sit and where we stand. And deliver pulse of wisdom so thank you everybody look after yourselves thank you for listening to the rosewire podcast if you like the podcast if you love the podcast please feel free to subscribe and if you have any questions please get in touch thank you very much and have a great day